This episode of the show is brought to you by Burroughs Pizza on Lake Street. Quality pizza since 1963. Why is Burroughs so great? Because they got great cheese. Welcome back to another quarantine edition of the Life is Sacred podcast. With the stars, me, Bobby Cicerelli, and this guy, Mancuso. Ciao, Bobby. What's going on, my man? I just want to start the show off with some great news, man. I mean, fantastic news. Oh, good. Let's hear it. You you ain't going to believe my luck, man. Yeah, what? Well, get this. Every night at 5.30, three houses down. Yeah. A group of moms gathers outside in the front yard in their hot little yoga outfits, and they do cardio for like an hour straight. They're doing stretches, jumping up and down. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. It's like it's like I'm dreaming. Wow, you lucky bastard. I know. I make myself a bag of popcorn, take a seat in my lawn chair, and I enjoy the view uh, for an hour straight. Aren't you afraid they're going to catch you creeping on them? No, I took care of it. I got sunglasses on. Oh, perfect. During these trying times, this truly is a blessing. That is really wonderful news, my friend. You know... Just when you thought God forgot about you, boom, he shows up with an absolute gift. So they're doing their workouts in the backyard? No, the front yard, right out in the open. Uh, Is it because of the pandemic? I'm pretty sure. It looks like they're just about six feet apart, each of them. So I think they're doing it by the rules of the pandemic. Huh. And they're pretty hot, too. I mean, I didn't know I had this uh, quality of neighbors. This pandemic opened up a whole new world for me. That's great, man. It's it's really great. Yeah, that's the good news. Then I got the bad news. What? They're doing these player evaluations this week on Zoom. Oh, yeah, the meeting with the coaches. Yeah, so so now I got to stare at this. I don't don't even know what nationality he is. Non-American guy for like 30 minutes while he rips my kid apart. Meanwhile, I got hundreds of criticisms for him. And I got to just, I got to just bottle him up. By the end of these meetings, I'm like a like a pack of Mentos in a bottle of Diet Coke. Yeah? I'm ready to blast off. <laughs> I'm getting upset just thinking about this freaking meeting, man. Take it easy, man. It's just so much pent-up pressure, bro. One of these days, I'm just going to explode. I, I got so much pent-up hostility. Hey, 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 you want to explode on the coach? By the end of these meetings, I want to go off on everybody. The coach, my kid, my wife. The UPS delivery driver, the governor, anybody. But why? Well, first of all, this shit ain't fair. That's why. What's... I want to give these people a piece of my mind, but my hands are tied. Huh. Because I got to worry about how my words are going to affect their view of my kid. You know? If I tell the coach he ain't doing his job the right way, which is true, my kid's going to get punished for it. Eh. And you know I'm right. I know. It's un-American. Bottom line. What's the First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States of America? It's freedom of speech. Yeah. I should be able to say whatever the hell I want. My, technically, they're not stopping you. My ass, dude. You see what happens to the parents that actually speak their freaking mind. Yeah. Most of them aren't here anymore. Their kids get caught. Unless their kid is a superstar. Well, I don't exactly have that luxury, pal. Ma, instead, me, I get more upset with my son. The coaches, I don't usually have any issue with them. I might not agree with everything they have to say, but it doesn't bother me much. My kid, however, 
That's another story. Yeah. All season long, I try to point out little things to my son, you know, to give him pointers on how to grow as a player. And he just rolls his eyes. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about, you know? Then, the coach says the exact same thing I say to him. Of course. Carbon copy. And my son, the same son who rolls his eyes with me and acts like I'm a moron. I know what you're going to say. He knows in agreement with the coach. Yep. So, all season, I said the same things that this guy said to you. And you act like I'm an idiot. Now, you nod in full agreement with your coach. E che cazzo? Well, the coach is the authority, right? Oh, I have an accent too. I know what I'm talking about. Eh, excuse. Yeah, but you're his father. He already tuned you out, bro. Angulo. It doesn't matter what you tell him. He ain't listening to you. He's tuning me out. I already have a wife for that. Yeah. And now my kids too. Preaching to the choir, bro. And by the way, I don't believe their accents. Whose accents? The coaches. They're faking it. I don't think you can fake an accent like that, man. And while we're on the topic, I think you're faking it too. Me? Yeah, you. Please. You've been in this country since you're 18 years old. You're either an idiot or you're faking it. You're such a stupid ass. I'm just giving you the benefit of the doubt. Okay, stop with your stupidity. I've seen this happen before. I grew up with a kid who spoke perfect English. Then he started hanging out at those Italian bars. What, the Maroons Club? No, man, not the Maroons. I'm talking about those shady Italian social bars where all the construction workers go during the wintertime. Oh. With the illegal poker machines in the back? Yeah, 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 I know those places. Yeah, well, this kid became a bartender at one of these bars. After a month, he developed an Italian accent. I couldn't understand a word he was saying. Ma, I don't know about him, but obviously I'm not faking it. I don't think he knew he was faking it either. He just developed a freaking accent. I think that's how you are. Come on, man. You could have lost your freaking accent. That's what I'm saying, all right? Ma, okay, okay. You're okay. taking advantage of the goddamn situation. What situation am I taking advantage of? You tell me, bro. There is no reason. What, does your Polak wife like Italian accents? Is that what it is? No, I don't think that's why, asshole. What, what, you like being a foreigner? Yeah. What's wrong with being American? Please, I'm more American than you. Dude, what's wrong with you? I was born here, bro. Huh. <laughs> Freaking. Exactly. You were born here. You had no choice but to be American. Me? I chose to come here. Yeah. Like your grandfather. Don't talk about my grandfather. I built this country, not you. Oh yeah, so now you built this country? Not me, <laughs> asshole. Immigrants. You talked about immigrant mentality on one of those podcasts, right? Yeah. Well, so? You were right. And I'm an immigrant. No, you're an idiot. Ah. Please. Okay, talk about your grandfather. Be careful. Don't talk shit about my grandfather. Back when he was in Italy, in, I don't know, the 1920s and 30s, it was not better than a third world country. Yeah. Am I right or wrong? I don't know, I wasn't there. Yeah. But the guy could barely read, so. Ecco. It must have been bad, otherwise why would he leave the country and go somewhere else? All right. So you think it was easy for him to pack up his things, put his wife, his kids on a boat, and go to the other side of the world? Of course it wasn't easy. Your grandfather had balls, man. Big balls. Yeah, he did. I saw him once. Those things were freaking huge. No, you idiot. Not his actual balls. Like George's balls. I'm talking about guts. Oh, yeah. Well, he had guts, yeah. And he came to this country based on a story. There were no travel brochures showing you what America was going to be like. He was just told a story. What do you mean, story? There's this place. 
on the other side of the world. And if you go there and you bust your balls and work your ass off, you will have a better life for you and your family. Yeah, but first you gotta work. Ecco, if you're willing to work, there's going to be plenty of work to do. Laborer, construction, building the railroads, shitty, hard work. But if you do it, you're gonna get rewarded. Yeah, that's the American dream. It's a beautiful thing. But here's the problem. Your grandfather had kids, and those kids had you. Me? Like me, personally? Yes, you. And your parents told you to go to college, and not to take these shitty jobs that your grandfather took when he came, because you're better than that. You need a better job, a job with some status, like a lawyer, or a financial analyst. Or a middle manager. Oh, or a middle manager, exactly. You can't work with your hands. That's for the stupid people, or the immigrants, right? Yeah. So now what happened? Everyone in your high school is told to get a better education, go to college, go to graduate school. The new immigrants can do all the grunt work, like landscaping or construction. Yeah, the Mexicans and the Polacks. Blue-collar jobs are for peasants, right? And so all these middle-class suburban kids go to college, load up on books, student debt. Yeah, now they're working at Starbucks. Yeah, some of them work at Starbucks and they make me a venti mocha latte. And if they're lucky, they become middle managers. Worthless. Hey, worthless. A country full of middle managers. So, listen, I heard enough. You're piggybacking off of my freaking idea. I'm the one that brought up immigrant mentality. And now you're using it against me? Yeah. Funny how that works. You think you have immigrant mentality? Yeah, I do. Please. I was watching an interview with Christian Vieri. Remember him? Who, Bobo? Bobo Vieri? The Italian soccer player? You want to talk about immigrant mentality? Listen to that guy's story. What's his story? It's on YouTube. It's in Italian, though. Well, a lot of good that does. I don't speak Italian, and most of our listeners don't either. Just tell me the goddamn story. Well, where do I begin? From the beginning, dude. Anyway, isn't Bobo from Italy originally? How's he an immigrant? Bobo was born in Italy, but he moved to Sydney, Australia when he was four years old. So basically, he was Australian growing up. No shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, he grew up in a suburb of Sydney. Huh. So when he was 14 years old, he went to Italy to visit his grandfather. But this kid was crazy, mental for soccer. So when he was there, his grandfather had some connections. And Bobo said, let me try out for some of these teams. Okay? So he went to Italy for a couple months to visit his grandfather. And while he was there, he's like, let me try out for some soccer teams. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, but I'm translating. A lot of these people don't understand a word you're freaking saying. Screw you. So he was 14 years old at the time, right? Yeah, 14 years old. All right. So the kid tried out for a bunch of mostly B division teams like Prato, Pisa, uh, I think Genoa, he said, Fiorentina maybe. So he tried out for their academies? Yeah, the academies. So he would go to these tryouts and he would play in the scrimmage games and he would score. He said he would score like three goals a game. Oh, wow. But the clubs, they didn't, they didn't want to sign him yet. Huh. They said, you're a good player, but there's plenty of good players, basically. So Vieri's scoring three goals a game and they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but this is Italy. Remember, there's plenty of good soccer players in Italy. All right. So finally he made a team. It was like a D-division team called the San, Santa Lucia. And this was the first time he had an actual game. So his grandfather went to watch him. Okay, so it's not a tryout. Now it's a real game. 
Yes. And the grandfather, being a grandfather, he said, every goal you score, I'm going to give you 5,000 lira, which is like $5, let's say. Typical Italian grandfather. Exactly. You got to love that. So Vieri takes advantage. He scores four goals in the first game. Wow, that's freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. And his grandfather, he was standing next to Vieri's aunt. And he looked at the aunt and he said, Oh, I think we got something here. We got to keep this kid in, it- in Italy because I think he's going to be one of the best players in the world someday. He saw him play one time and he said that. I'm just repeating the story that he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, keep going. So after a couple of months, he starts getting a little homesick. So he says to his grandfather, I want to go home. You know, this is not working. I miss my friends. I miss this and that in Sydney. I want to go home. Typical 14-year-old kid. Yeah, he was homesick. Okay. So he gets back to Australia. And after like two weeks, he hears an Italian song. And something clicked inside his head. He said, if I don't go back to Italy now, I'm never going to go back. Damn. Basically, it's now or never. That's hot, dude. So he goes to the kitchen. His mother is ironing clothes. (laughs) She better be. Yeah. And his father is sitting at the dinner table. Like a man. Oh, let me tell the story. Go ahead, dude. So Bobo says, Mama, Papa, I want to go back to Italy. I want to become a professional soccer player. Wow. His mother says, No, no, no. You cannot go back. You're going to stay here, finish your studies, and that's all. Are you freaking kidding me, dude? And Bobo's crying and crying. Finally, his dad says, wait, this is your life. It's not anyone else's life but your own. Freaking hell yeah, dude. Dad's a father. So the dad says, let me talk to your grandfather. We'll set it all up and we'll talk about this. Okay. So after a few days, the father says to Bobo, okay, I set it up with the grandfather. You're going to Italy. Nice. But here's the catch. It's only going to be a one-way ticket. You're not coming back. Holy shit, dude. It's like a freaking movie, man. So he had one month to say goodbye to all his friends, and that was it. He was going to go to Italy. Wow. So for one month straight, he was crying every single night. His mom had to sleep in his room with him because he was crying and crying. He was going to miss everybody. Huh. So he gets on the plane, 22-hour flight. He cried the entire flight. From Sydney all the way to Pisa, he cried the entire time. Yeah. He gets off the plane and his grandfather is waiting for him. And Bobo asks the grandfather, when's the next game? Just like that? Uh, yeah. And the grandfather says, well, it was supposed to be today, but you you know, you just came off a flight like this. You cannot play today. So next week you're going to play. Yeah, a 22-hour flight. And Vieri says, oh, I'm here to play soccer. Let's go to the field right now. Holy shit. And he never looked back again. Damn. Never cried again. That's a freaking story, bro. That's immigrant mentality. Bobo freaking very, dude. I told that story to my kids and they were just captivated. What do you mean you told that story to your kids? Why didn't they just watch it on YouTube? Because it was in Italian. Wait, your kids don't speak Italian at all? Very little. Not enough to understand what was going on. Dude, your kids don't even speak Italian. You should be ashamed of yourself. How do you look at yourself in the freaking mirror? Uh, I can't freaking believe it. They were born here. My wife doesn't speak Italian. So it's not that easy, okay? Shame on you. Okay. My kids, huh, are more Italian than yours. Whatever, man. Does your pola, I mean, does your wife even cook Italian food? 
Yeah, uh, if she finds a nice recipe, yeah. Recipe? Yeah, recipe. What, she like Martha Stewart or something? Ma finisce la money. What? End it already. Fine. One more question. Can she at least cook a plate of pasta? Yeah. Yeah, that sounded convincing. She's fine, man. Don't cause problems, okay? Well, what's wrong with her pasta? Can you... Can, can you leave it alone, man? What's wrong with her pasta? Well, first of all, she uses a timer. A timer for what? To time when she takes the pasta out. I don't get it. What's wrong with that? Well, let's say it's 12 minutes. When the 12 minutes is up, she takes the pasta and puts it in the, the strainer. Uh, that's what you're supposed to do. So what's the problem? Well, usually when you cook the pasta, you take a piece out and you check if it's al dente, no? Yeah. Oh, shit. She doesn't do that? When the 12 minutes are up, the 12 minutes are up. Oh, God. And you don't say nothing? Yeah, I used to say something, but I'm an idiot. What do I know? So, basically, you'd rather play pasta roulette than tell your wife off. Pasta roulette, okay. Well, that's what it is. Mm. You're just playing roulette with your pasta. How do you let that happen? I've had dinner at your house. You don't exactly have your shit together either. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, what exactly are you talking about, Mancuso? I'm not going there, man. Your wife is a wonderful person, okay? Huh. Look, dude. If there's a problem, I want to know about it. It's just... It's just when your wife makes pasta. Ah, it can't be her pasta. My wife makes great pasta. Yeah, she makes great pasta. Okay. Very good pasta. Yeah. Then she puts the pasta and the meat and the salad... All on the same plate. So? Oh, pasta needs its own plate. Huh? You don't mix pasta with other food. Pasta needs its own plate. Oh. Oh, that's ridiculous. Eh, scoose. Huh. Yeah, I think you're right. Of course I'm right. You're gonna put rigatoni next to your pork chops? That's white trash. Yeah. You put fusilli on the same dish with your chicken? Come on. Or pasta carbonara? Okay, okay, you don't have to name every pasta, asshole. I understand what the hell you're saying. Pasta needs its own plate. Of course. It won't happen again, and that's a premise. Okay. But why the hell did it take you so long to bring it up? Because it's none of my business. Bullshit, dude. If you see a problem, put it out in the open. That way, I could fix it. Ma, who am I to tell you or your wife what to do? Dude, I like to do things the right way. You know? Sometimes I don't recognize that there's a problem. Like this pasta needs its own plate thing. And I go years doing it the wrong way. Hmm. This is embarrassing. You'd think my wife would have freaking known better. Meh. Freaking unbelievable. That's why my father always mumbles to my mother when they come over for dinner. She always shuts him up. Your father should have told you. We're freaking white trash. God damn it. You didn't know, Bobby. I should have known, dude. There's no excuse. But next time? Next time something like this happens? I need you to bring it up right away. Okay. This shit's happened to me before, and I don't like it. What happened? I used to dress like an asshole back in high school. You know, I used to wear flamboyant clothing. I was always mismatched. I looked like an asshole. Really? I thought I was fashionable, you know? My quote-unquote friends used to encourage me to wear... Bright colored, mismatched clothes. 
Huh. The more insane looking the outfit, the more they made fun of me behind my back. Those freaking bastards. I love it. I'll never forget my first day of college. My new roommate said, hey dude, you look like a freaking peacock. So you were peacocking? Nah, I, well, he wasn't saying that. He said I look like a goddamn peacock. After that, I changed my entire wardrobe. I'm surprised you're admitting all this. Yeah, I'm admitting it. What the hell do I care? It's over 20 years ago. Yeah, you're right. My point is, all my high school friends used to mock me behind my back instead of letting me know to my goddamn face. That left a scar, you know? Hmm. I think I got PTSD from it. Oh, you poor baby. God damn it, pasta needs its own plate, man. How the freaking hell did I not know this shit? Next time something like this comes up, I promise you, Bubby, I'm gonna let you know. Yeah, just let me know. Like G.I. Joe says, that's half the battle. What? Pasta needs its own plate. Mm-hmm. You just single-handedly ruined my whole freaking week. That's okay. You'll get over it. And now I gotta deal with this coach on the Zoom meeting. Well, maybe you should take your own advice and tell him the truth. Tell him what you really think. What, about his coaching? Yeah, about his coaching. Pfft, yeah, okay. You think these guys are like me? These people are egomaniacs, dude. I don't know. They think they know it all. If that's true, that's a big problem. Well, it's definitely true, and it's definitely a problem. You just have to know how to talk to them the right way, that's all. Yeah, dude, let me know how that turns out for you, because you got a meeting coming up too. Okay, that's a good idea. What time is it, anyway? It's, it's starting to close in on uh, yoga time outside. I don't want to miss that. Oh, yeah, you don't want to miss that, man. Pop open a nice corona. Really? Corona? Well, yeah, in honor of the virus. That's the reason these prods are out there right now anyway. Yeah. You know? But that Bobo Vieri story, dude, oh my god. Oh, that captures immigrant mentality perfectly, no? That's a perfect story. I knew you'd love that story, man. Yeah. Sometimes I think you know me better than I know me. <laughs> now I gotta tell my wife off for this freaking pasta thing. Oh, don't be too hard on her. Pasta needs its own plate, man. Of course it does. God damn it. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening again to the show. Don't forget to subscribe to the goddamn show. This is Bobby and Bobo and Mancuso signing off. Bobo? Whatever, man. Grande, grande. Ciao, 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 ciao.